And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we are back. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the Startup Hustle podcast. This episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. And they do a lot of other really cool stuff as well. So definitely check them out. Today on the Startup Hustle podcast, we have a really, really fantastic guest. And I have to tell you very selfishly that I, I love it when we have Innovate Her KC members on the show because I, I love being able to help tell their stories and learn more about them. And this is a very, very, very selfish thing that I'm doing right now. Um, but you will get to benefit as well because we have with us today, Tamala Handy, and she is the host of Gumbo Nights with Miss Handy. Um, just doing some really, really fantastic work in podcasting um, and, and a really fantastic creative individual. I mean, I feel like you kind of do all sorts of stuff. So we're going to dive into that. But thank you so much for being with us here today, Tamala. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and excited to participate in this conversation with you. Yes. Well, well, that is exactly what we want to hear. And we are ready ready to go. So let's hop right into it. And the first question I'm going to ask you is kind of the softball question, but why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and Gumbo Nights with Miss Handy? Great. I am a communications and engagement strategist by day. And about a little over two years ago, I decided to jump into podcasting and I didn't put very much thought into it. What was happening at the time was I was in a relationship that was going south. And prior to that, I had been spending a lot of my time by myself thinking about that relationship. And it wasn't getting me anywhere. You know, at that point, I was like, it is what it is. So I wanted to find something to do that was productive with my time and that would be fun. So I decided, hey, let me just use this Anchor app that I've been having on my cell phone for several months and go ahead and launch a podcast. And so that's what I did. And so I was sitting at work and the name Gumbo Nights with Miss Handy came to mind. So the next day I recorded it and I'm telling you, I didn't put any thought into it. The episode was about toilet paper. Some things that, <laughs> right. Some funny things that had happened with me in toilet paper. And I've been on this path with the podcast ever since then. And that's the sole reason why I launched it. But I love all things communication. I love to write. I do blogs on Medium. I do poetry. I've been doing poetry since I was a kid. And there's a book in me that I am actually writing now. So that's a little bit about me. And yeah, and I, and I, like I said, like, I just know that you, I just feel like you do so much that like anytime you're talking about something you do, I'm just like, yeah, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more underneath the surface. Well, so, so I do have a kind of silly question that I want to ask you. Okay. Uh, but when you say gumbo nights with Miss Handy, do you make a mean pot of gumbo? 
No, I do not. No? You just, I mean, did, you, did you want to like bring forth that like kind of Southern soul flavor like in your podcast? Well, there's, there's two things. So I was born in Louisiana. So we know gumbo originated in the South, in New Orleans. Sure. So that's the, the gumbo part. But then the other part of it is my podcast is not solely focused on one particular topic like entrepreneurship. I talk about all kinds of things. Yeah. And this life, life is a variety, a mixture of different experiences. So that's why I call it Gumbo Nights. Nights is just in there just for fun. But yeah. in terms of gumbo, those different experiences that we go through personally and professionally, relationships, family, friendships, it's just a hodgepodge of stuff. You throw that all in a pot, that's gumbo. Stir it up and then it tastes delicious, right? <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. All right. So that was that was my kind of silly question. Uh, but now let's let's talk a little bit more about well, first I actually want to ask you about some of your more creative endeavors before we dive right into into the podcast. So so talk to us. You said that you write poetry. I do. So I've been writing poetry ever since I was a little kid. Yeah. I, I was the only child growing up, and so I spent a lot of time by myself. I loved to read, and so a lot of times when kids would be outside playing, I was locked in a room comfortably with a book because I love to read, and that has since make it makes sense why I love to write so much. But then during those quiet times, I fell in love with poetry, just writing random things. I remember this poem I wrote in junior high school called Life. And ever since then, I've been writing poetry, and it's very therapeutic. If I'm going through something in my life, I'll turn that into a poem. So when you're talking to other people in your life, because you're definitely like a communications advocate, you know, I've read some of the articles that you've written, and, you know, I... I, I feel like not only are you an expert communicator yourself, but you also want to help others communicate well. Um, so when you talk to them about the the more personal aspects of their experience, like that cathartic release that you get from poetry, um, what do you what do you tell them? How do you encourage them to kind of tap into that? I, I would almost say like lesser used side. Like most people don't use their creative side much in their day to day. Right. Right. So how do you how do you encourage the people that you talk to and the people that you work with to tap into that? Well, ironically, part of my personal branding, you know, my last name is Handy, H-A-N-D-I-E. So right. I always advocate the fact that courage comes in handy. And it does. So in order for us to be able to show up and communicate and say the things that we need to say, because that I think is part of the issue. Sometimes yeah. we just don't have the confidence and the courage to say what needs to be said. Um, and if you can do that, if you can get to that point and be able to openly share, then you can move into that creative space. So the right. thing I do to get other people to open up is I share those sometimes private things about myself, the things about who I was, the things that I have in common with them, because oftentimes people will assume that you're the person that you you've always been that and i have yeah. i was usually the, the quietest person in the room barely said anything and then by the grace of god 20 years ago my whole life changed and so the person that you see now was developed 20 years ago because of a life-changing experience that i'd be glad to share with you 
if you want me to share that. I, I would absolutely love to hear it. I, I love hearing, I want to hear your story. Let's hear it. <laughs> well, 20 years ago, I believe it was March 22nd of 2001, and that 20 year anniversary is coming up next week, so I'm super excited about it. But I was one out of 42 people chosen to participate in something called the Get Real Challenge. And then on the Oprah Winfrey show, she'd have Dr. Phil McGraw on her show every Tuesday. And I always watch the Oprah Winfrey show. And if I can set the stage for you, I had just gotten married the year before in September of 2000. This is now March of 2001. So I'm online and I'm looking at the Oprah Winfrey website and there's a story on there. If you want to be locked in a room with Dr. Phil and share your story, tell us your story, send it in, you may be chosen. Well, lo and behold, I was chosen again, one out of 42 people from all across the country out of more than 15,000 applicants. Wow. All of us showed up in Chicago. They paired us up with a buddy. We had a roommate and we just stayed in the room, locked with Dr. Phil and his team to share our stuff. Now, my stuff was the fact that I was extremely negative and then also the fact that I had lost my grandfather a few years before that. So I was carrying around all of this grief, which made me depressed. So here I am a newlywed. I'm extremely negative. I'm carrying all this grief and depression. So imagine how my marriage is. Yeah, I went into that experience, opening up and sharing all of that. And I left Chicago five days later transformed and committed to sharing my creative side and exploring that. So I've been on that path of personal development for the past 20 years, every single day, trying to think positive, trying to be a better version of myself, the person that I knew I was created to be. Yeah. Well, and so, so how impressive and incredible that you were turning what some would see as kind of negative circumstances. You know, you were you were grieving over your grandfather, you kind of had this negative mindset. You were able to turn that into such an opportunity and something so, that has been such a positive catalyst in your life. Like that's just really cool that you were able to kind of rise above and, and, you know, embark on that growth journey, but turn it into something that's been so important to you in your life. That's amazing. <laughs> and I can't take credit for it because it only happened because of the tools and the, the teachings that Dr. Phil shared with us. You know, he told yeah. us you have to behave your way out of whatever it is that you're dealing with. Sure. And so me sharing openly and talking about those things is how I ended up to get to where I am. And then after I left Dr. Phil, the following year, I had a story that was published in a book by Tavis Smiley called Keeping the Faith. And okay. It's a of stories from African-Americans from all across the country about love and healing. And so I talked about my grandfather and I wrote about how he had impacted my life and how when he passed away, I died. You know, yeah. and that's what I would do continuously prior to going to Dr. Phil. Whenever I had a challenge in my life, I would lay down and die. And then I had to choose to not do that, to navigate my way through those challenges, keep moving forward. And I, like I said, I've been on this path ever since then. Yeah. Wow. That, that is amazing. And I'm going to have to pick up a, a copy of that Keeping the Faith book. 
Um, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, well it's, it's an old book, but the stories are still, you know. Sure, still relevant today, I would imagine. I mean, if it's especially if it's people's stories of their personal journeys, I, I, I love narratives like that. So, so let me ask you this, you know, you, you've been on this, this long journey and you have become this fully actualized, activated communicator. And so I'm going to ask you like a very general question to kind of kick us off on this discussion, but why, why is communication so important to you? Well, for so many years of my life, you know, like I talked about leading up to Dr. Phil, I would think about what I wanted to say, but I didn't have the courage to say it. So I was going through life living invisible, but having all of this stuff, these gifts and talents and things that I wanted to share, but I just didn't have the courage to do it. So once I developed that and I realized how fun it is and how therapeutic it is to be able to create, because what I've discovered in doing my, my work and my day job, people need to have their hands in the clay to be able to create something. And so when you do that, that is when the engagement comes out. When people will yeah. show and be actively and deeply engaged because they can see what they made. They can see their name on something. They can see, oh yeah, I did that. And so once I started to do that, then I started to come alive. So that's why communication is important to me. Creativity is communication and sure. being able to speak up. So. Another reason why I'm doing my podcast is because I kept myself quiet for so many years in my life. This is now an opportunity for me to share the things that I've learned and yeah. help people so that they don't get stuck like I did. I was living, living an invisible life and didn't even know it. Dead and yeah. hopeless and living a dark life. So the podcast allows me to be able to encourage people and share openly. This is how I was, but this is how you you can avoid doing that and if i can do it you can too yeah well and i i'm smiling here because i i think that you, you kind of you hit it you know when you communicate you're sharing you're sharing your message for sure but i feel like i mean you just shared a pretty personal story with us like you're you're also sharing yourself you know, and I feel like, I mean, I, I've, I've noticed this about you, like you're just very authentic and you're very real in how you, in how you share. And, and I just, and I love that. Well, so, so let's, you mentioned the podcast and, and that's actually the conversation that I thought we were going to be having, but we just kind of took like a little detour to get there, which happens sometimes. <laughs> but so, so talk to me, talk to me about the podcast. Um, you know, you you decided that you wanted to share your truth in this particular medium. Why? Well, actually the, the podcast also was a way of me healing. So as I mentioned, I was going through a relationship that was going south. So yeah. my attention off of that stuff and finding a way to serve and help others, because that's the thing that I've discovered, you know, we're always going to go through stuff. Life comes with, you know, challenges sometimes every day, big and small. But the way that I help myself is to stop being selfish and wallowing and stuff and find a way to get up and speak and help other people. And that servitude and that servant attitude is what helps me to heal and to heal faster than I normally would. Because like I said, my old self, I would just lie in bed and be depressed. But no, I still get up on my pack, get on my podcast and talk about important things 
even when I don't feel like it. Yeah. And after that, you know, I'm back to myself again. So that's re- really the reason for the podcast, because there is a lot of people that they are they are going through things that they've been dealing with since childhood. And yeah. you just don't have the courage or you don't even have the ability to figure out what that is and try to heal from it. So right. what I want people to get from the podcast is a way to be entertained, to be enlightened, but also find a way to move through life and navigate through those challenges without lying down and just dying. I, I love that. Well, so, so let's, for our, for our listeners at home, um, let's talk a little bit about the logistic pieces. So, so podcasting, of course, is a, a huge medium for, for folks who want to get a message out there. And I, I don't even know how many podcasts there are out there, but hey, you're on one right now. So clearly it is a, a method and a vehicle that works. Um, <laughs> so, so, so podcasting is your chosen medium, but what are some of the things that you do, not just as host, but also as producer and, you know, this, this, the individual who wants to ensure the success of your podcast, what are some things that you can do in order to, to get more listeners, to put out compelling content, to talk about interesting things? Like what are, what are some of the things that you do? Well, the thing that I do mainly is to just be authentic. You know, of course, like you said, there are tons of podcasts. And now with the pandemic, gosh, who knows how many more have been developed just since the past year. Right. And it, it kind of seems like the market is oversaturated, which it may or may not be. I'm not sure. But you have to find out what is the thing that you can continue to talk about every single week or two weeks, however often it is that you do your podcast. So I knew that I wouldn't want to talk about the same thing every time. So that's why right. I'm, I'm mixing And that's where things. gumbo came from. You that's were like, I'm going to make some gumbo instead. <laughs> yeah. So it has to be something that's going to continue to interest you where you would show up and be deeply engaged in it. So yeah. whatever that is, try to figure out what that is and who is your audience? You know, who, who are you trying to reach and figure out what that is? And then I don't put a lot of thought, you know, like I don't have a calendar ahead of time about, you know, I'm going to talk about this subject. I just do things as they come to me. You know, I try to pay attention to what I feel. And if something feels passionate or it's evoking something in me, then I go with that. And there's been some things that I've recorded and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. But that's the thing. Just just find out what is your signature thing because we can go and look and try to see all these different podcasts and try to model ourselves after that. Right. That's not the thing that I would recommend. What is it that you should do? What feels good for you? And where can you show up and, and express the highest version of yourself? That's what you should go with. Yeah. I, I love that so much. Like I, 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 I love it when people operate on instinct or like, like go with their gut, I think is the better, better way to phrase that. Like just be who you are, do what you feel, you know, as long as it's not hurting somebody else. Like, and and I feel like that's kind of, you're like, you're living that in a medium that you don't often see that. Like most of the podcast hosts that I know, like plan their content meticulously, like this week, we're going to do this and then we're going to do this. And, um, you know, so I actually, I love that you bring such a spontaneity 
to to what you do. Like, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And it's going to be interesting because I'm an interesting person and you're going to listen. And that's the way it works. <laughs> right. One reason for me doing it that way is because ultimately I have aspirations of being a motivational speaker. And so yeah. the way that I would prefer to do it is to be able to speak confidently with not having without having notes. I don't want to have to have a script. Nothing wrong with that, but just personal preference. I want to know my stuff so deeply and intensely so I can get up and talk to you about whatever for 20, 30 minutes. No problem, no script or anything. So the podcast is really practice for me to get to where I'm ultimately trying to go. So kind of like I'm doing a, a TED talk on every podcast. Yeah. Just wing that- that is that is really awesome. Really quickly, I do want to to break in, and we do have to give some love with one of my favorite communicators. We've got to talk about Full Scale. Uh, Full Scale is the sponsor of this episode of Startup Hustle, and they are there for you if you need to build a software team. They are there to help you uh, implement efficiencies, save you some money, and help you build a team that you can rely on. So we we love Full Scale, and um, we are supremely grateful for their sponsorship. Go Full Scale! Yay! so let me let me ask you this. Um, you know, you talk about a lot of different communication mediums that you use, and, and, and I love the fact that you want to be a motivational speaker. Um, I, I can totally see that. By the way, uh, do do you have any motivational speakers that you listen to on the regular for inspiration? I'm just curious. I do. I love a lot of different people. So for years, my my ultimately, not ultimately, my ultimate favorite motivational speaker was the late Wayne Dyer. Okay. He is awesome. And and then I also love Tony Robbins. I love Les Brown. I love Brene Brown. Just tons of different people that, that I follow and listen sure. to regularly. And then I got introduced to someone, and this, this woman lived, gosh, I think back in the 1800s, Florence Fogel Shin. I found her on YouTube and this woman's teachings are so amazing. We talk about law of attraction before we even knew what law of attraction was. You know, yeah. I'm so excited to talk about her because, you know, you have innovators. And this is a woman that I had never heard of until maybe about six months ago. And she had oh, all yeah. great books that are now on, that have been transferred to audio, someone reading them. And so I suggest if you're a person that is into manifestation and law of attraction and being on a path of attracting the things that you want in your life, check out on YouTube, Florence Scovel Sheehan. And I learned some things that just have literally been life changing. Yeah, I totally just wrote that down because that's something that I'm going to have to look up when we when we hop off the call. I learned so much from our podcast guests. It's amazing because um, I because I had never heard of her either. Um, so. Okay, so I, I I have a I have a question about something that you said, and I loved what you said. You were taught you were essentially you were talking about practice. You know, like someday I want to be a motivational speaker. So right now the podcast that I'm doing is this vehicle to help me improve and to help me kind of internalize the things that I want to say, so that when I'm ready, I'm going to be really really good at what I want to do. So we, we just did a, we actually not too long ago did a startup hustle TV episode. I do believe it was episode six, just throwing that out there on content. 
And we talk about the fact that, you know, in order to do content well, you're going to have to start by doing content really badly. Like, just do it and you practice and you get better and you refine. Um, and so I kind of want to talk to you about that. Like, what were your first podcast episodes like? Do you kind of look back on them and you're, you cringe or do you look back on them and you're like, yeah, they were pretty good? <laughs> well, you know what? I haven't gone back, at least not recently, and gone back to listen to those. But what is ironic for me is my first two episodes have been the most listened to of, of all of my podcasts, really? like drastic differences, but I'm not saying that it was because they were so good. I was actually talking about some really personal deep things. So it could be just the topic itself. I don't sure. know, but because I haven't gone back and listened, because if I do, I am very critical of myself. I would probably be like, oh my God, I would, that was awful, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I need to do that, but I've just been so busy doing stuff. But oh yeah, totally. I tend to before I actually hit publish, I'll listen to to it over and over again and make sure, sure I'm comfortable with it. But um, that practice is very important, and and I had to get used to also in talking about podcasters. Get used to the sound of your voice, because growing up, I, I mean, I actually hated my voice. It seemed like it was dark and heavy. And, oh my gosh, I sound terrible. Well, I developed some confidence in my day job because I started doing these communication projects where I would do videos talking about different services that we offer and those things, everybody sees those. And yeah. so they had to coach me about not sounding mon monotone. You know, I'm reading the copy and I'm just so flat. No, put some inflection in your voice, get some excitement behind it. And yeah. so those are the types of things is take your phone and record yourself talking and listen to yourself. Would you want to listen to your voice? You know, and if you wouldn't, then there are some things that you can do some techniques to change the way that your voice sounds, change the speed yeah. and you want to put emphasis on things. There's just subtle things that you can do to make your voice. Because when you're doing podcasting, a lot of times my podcast, I don't do video on mine. So all I have is my voice. That's my only tool. So right. I can show up and be even more excited and more engaging to get people interested in what I'm doing. That is so fascinating. And that's yet another component of communication. Like, it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. And I would say, I mean, there, there are studies out there that show that those two things are equally important. Yes. What you say, how you say it. Um, it's really funny. I, my my partner, he, he's working on his own kind of web series and and he was asking me for pointers because you know i i do this on a pretty regular basis at this point and i was like you are gonna want to i i i was like when you're talking you're gonna want to sound like you are a cheerleader on steroids like yeah. you're gonna want to sound that excited and it's gonna feel so weird to you because you're gonna feel like you're like ah! you know just crazy yeah. but you have to actually you have to like punch up the emotion and the inflection and what you're like hoping to say you have to punch it up by like a power of 10. and i was like you're gonna feel ridiculous i promise but that is the only way that you're gonna come out with any kind of inflection and you can't like otherwise you're just gonna sound flat like exactly. it's just the truth <laughs> that's the same thing they yeah. told me lauren when they were coaching me they were like you're gonna feel so ridiculous doing this and it did but now it's like okay i get it like in yeah. nature <laughs> 
Right. That is that is awesome. Well, so so talk to me. You know, another thing that you're just really really great at, and this is actually I would say the the medium that I have explored most with you, uh, is is your writing. You know, what what are some of the the things that you do or the tips and tricks that you have for our listeners? Like, how do you craft a message well in the written form? Well, you know, during the pandemic last year, I've always loved to write, of course, but I hadn't explored the Medium platform. So if, if any of your listeners are subscribers to Medium, there's all, gosh, tons of writers on there that share information on every single topic that's available. So my best friend had told me about Medium, but I hadn't tried it. So when I was working from home, like, why don't I write about my experience working from home? And so I put together this, this blog, essay, article, whatever you want to call it, um, lean in and lock down. Um, nice. And I, I can't remember the exact title of it. I should remember, but something like that. Lean in and lock down. I really, I really like that. If that's not the title, it should be. Yeah, <laughs> that's part of it, but I think there's more on the, in the subtitle, but so I wrote this article and it was pretty long. I think it was maybe about 15 minutes long and I hit publish and I just pretty much, you know, went and hid because I'm like, who's going to read this? Are they going to like it? And I got so much positive feedback from, especially from women who were saying, oh my gosh, the things that you're saying, because I was very candid and I'm saying a lot of the things that we think, but we just are not comfortable saying. And so that's been my approach in my writing is to show up and because everybody can say what we already know. Right. Who wants to read that? I, I think I'm here to say some things that people have not heard or they haven't seen in writing yet, but they think right. it all the time. And so that, that approach worked well and I got so much positive feedback that I said, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do in all of my writing. So everything that I do, everything that I share is something that it's a personal experience for me, but I'm going to go there and I'm going to go deeper and I'm going to say the things that everybody else, they're thinking it, but they just don't have the courage to say it. And I'm the person that will say it, you know, and I, I tread lightly, you know, I'm not doing anything that I think is offensive to anybody, but it's still things that are very bold. And I, I found, cause I've heard comments from other women that say, Oh, I wish I was as direct as you. You know, I wish I could do that. Well, you can, you can do that, but you got to keep doing it. So that's been my approach for sharing things on, on medium. It's just sharing my own experience and being bold and candid about it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it, it all comes back to that authenticity piece. And like, if I were, if there were a word that I would associate with Tamala Handy, like authenticity would be like way, way up there on the list. Um, so, so if that is your goal, congratulations, you're doing very well. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, so, so let me, let me ask you this. Has there ever been, I, I, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit and I apologize in advance, but has there ever been a time when you have been, when you have failed to communicate clearly? Like, I, I kind of want to hear about that a little bit. And then how did you overcome that? Definitely. I mean, like I said, leading up to, you know, 20 years ago, I wasn't communicating at all. And so when I went into my marriage, I've been married now twice and divorced twice. The first marriage, of course, 
terrible communication. There was basically none. So, and I was following the model that I saw at home. I have great parents, but their communication in their marriage was not what it should have been. So I was mimicking, mirroring that same thing. And I'm sure that part of that lack of communication led to the demise of the marriage. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're, I mean, we're talking about communication. I mean, it's just such a foundational core skill to have, like, think about it. Almost every job description that you see, they're like written and verbal communication skills. And then you go to like a, a marriage counselor and they're like, you have to communicate. Like, I mean, it's just so pervasive to who we are and how we operate in the world that like, I can totally see why you've kind of made it your life's mission. <laughs> like, this is really important. So we're going to focus on it. I love that. And also, Lauren, um, I, I didn't mention, you know, not just in relationships, I wasn't communicating, but also at work. Yeah. You know, so I've, I've been on my job now, this particular day job for 20 years. But when I showed up, you know, I wasn't the person that would speak up in the meetings. I was, you know, or I would go into an interview prior to that, even working this job. And at the yeah. end, they say, do you have any questions? I'm like, no, I don't have any questions. You should always have questions, even if you got to make up something. So right. I was so closed off in my communication that I didn't even realize how I'm showing up in an interview. So of course I didn't get those jobs because I'm not even appearing as though I'm interested or even comfortable communicating. Yeah. Those things are important in terms of showing up on your team. You gotta show up, you gotta speak up in meetings. And I know I see some of my former coworkers, they would say, well, I don't have anything to say, but you have to, if you wanna advance and elevate and be seen as someone that is someone that we need to look at we want to we want to promote this person you gotta learn how to communicate and that's email that's speaking even if you're not comfortable you gotta learn how to present show up do reports all of the communication touches every aspect of our lives right but silent all the time it gives the appearance that you don't care and that you're disengaged so do you find that in your experience, women have more difficulty with that piece of communication than men? Or I, I just asked a very leading question. Like if I were a reporter, like people would smack me on the hand, but I'm not. So I'm just going to ask it. <laughs> and, and, you know, of course, I, you know, I don't have any statistics behind it. But in my experience and doing the work that I do as a consultant and as a facilitator, the women are the ones that I see struggling with it. Yeah. Not to say that men don't have that struggle, but they haven't come to me and talked about it. The women are the one that are, are the ones that are more vocal and say, oh, I wish I could speak up like you. And, you know, and I, like I said, I see so many women in doing this for years of just silence at work. Right. Being ignored and invisible as well. Yeah. I was just curious because, because I, 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 in the work that I do, I mean, of course, like I view everything through the woman lens, um, but I, I do tend to see that problem like in a, in a very gendered way. Like, you know, women have imposter syndrome and women have been conditioned to be seen and not heard. And, you know, there are any number of like social ills that that I could point to, but the, the end result is that women just tend to be quieter and they don't tend to communicate. And I'm not gonna say aggressively, I'm gonna say assertively, um, you know, holding that space 
in in their working life in their personal life um it's just it's very interesting to me and i always love seeing women who have overcome that um because it's it's definitely something that needs to be worked at as you have you know and you know what i found too and 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 i'm talking from my own family so there's a lot of women including my mother you know they didn't grow up where they had space where they could share how they feel and what they think yeah well, I, did, I didn't grow up that way. I had a father who was, he taught me to stand up and be courageous and I had to get there, but I had a voice in my house. And so yeah. if you grew up not having that opportunity to share what you think, people ask you, what do you think about this? Or just to be able to be creative and share ideas, you tend to carry that into your adult life. And so then that same person as a kid shows up at work where you sit in the meeting, you don't have anything to say, you don't have anything to share. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And, and thank you so much for kind of re for relating it back to your personal experience. Like, I just think that that's so powerful and I love, you consistently do that, which I think is um, probably one of the reasons that you're so successful and so effective at what you do, because you're able to take something that's very personal and turn it to the kind of public good or turn it into a, a piece of knowledge or wisdom to share. So that, that's super cool. So, so I just have a couple more questions. Um, and they, the, the question that I am going to ask you now, we have talked around this and you have mentioned some things, but above all, Startup Hustle, we want to be instructive to our listeners. Like, you know, we want to have some fun. We want to be informational, but what can you tell the folks listening at home? Like if you could impart one piece that we talked about being authentic. So I'm going to ask for something else. Um, you know, what is one piece of actionable, actionable advice that someone listening at home could apply to their communications tomorrow? Well, one is, is just having the courage to, to be able to say the things that you need to say. And, yeah. you know, whether that's in your relationship, whether that's at work, you know, you've got to stand up and say what needs to be said and right. develop the courage to do that, you know, in your writing, in your speaking, in your casual conversations. One thing that people really struggle with is having those difficult conversations. And those when you do that, you sometimes will find yourself getting locked into something and your freedom is at is at stake there. Yeah. But whatever you need to do to talk to someone to heal so that you can show up and share because those things will weigh on you. And like right. I said, it impacts your whole life. You know, people bring their whole selves into work. And so when you can't say what you need to say, it impacts everything. You will end up being this 70 year old, 80 year old, 90 year old person that has been holding all of this stuff in. And as we know, yeah. it impacts everything. It impacts your health, impacts how you engage, impacts the relationships that you develop. So I would encourage folks to do whatever you need to do to dig down deep into yourself. If you got to listen to other people, um, watch how they did it, but speak up, stand up and do the things that you need to do so that you can live and fulfill the highest expression of yourself. Yeah, I, and I love that you you actually mentioned that in in the appointment booking that we did. Like you're the highest expression of yourself, and I just I think that's a beautiful way to put that. Uh, I I would also add like so so for instance for me, 
one of the issues that I've always had is I, I, I've been a writer my entire life, but I haven't, I have not been a public speaker. I have not been a video content creator. Like I hate the sound of my voice. I hate being on video right now. I'm even cringing. And so, so sometimes that courage can be a, it, it can be a growth trajectory sort of thing. So like I started off sharing my truth through writing. You know, this is how I can tell my story. This is where I feel confident and most me, but then, okay, now I've kind of, you know, I, I would never say that I've mastered it, but I feel comfortable with it mm -hmm. as a, a vehicle to share of myself. What's the next step? Okay. Well, you know, now let's start talking about podcasting. Oh, and then, you know, now we have this opportunity to turn the podcast into a video thing. Well, oh God, I really don't want to, but let's do it. And you just continue to kind of progressively stretch yourself. Yeah. You kind of fall into that, that I, here I am, I am present. I can communicate across all of these different ways that I can be present in here and be me. And like, that was kind of my journey. And yeah. I mean, it sounds like that was, that was your journey as, a little bit as well, you know? Yeah, um, I, mean, I had, I had a, a huge fear of public speaking when I first started yeah. out. And so what I would do is I would force myself. I remember even being in college when we had to get up and give a presentation and I would literally just, you know, you could, I could see my, myself just shaking in my voice and just, but I stood in it, embrace yeah. the fear and you keep talking, keep slowing down. And then before you know it, maybe five, seven minutes into it, then you're, you're comfortable. So I think a lot of people will run away. They won't even get up there and do it. No, get up there and do it and then work your way, behave your way out of it, you know, and I got more and more comfortable doing it each time. So I would just, the way I challenged myself was sign up. If there's a presentation, I'm going to get up there and do it and I'll shake my way through it till I get calm. Yeah. And so continuously doing that, then I've gotten to a point now where I'm comfortable. I'm not going to say I don't get nervous about it, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's obvious anymore than I am. Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't think it's obvious either. I've been talking to you for, for 40 minutes now and I'm just like, yeah, she's got a good handle on this stuff. You know, she gets it. <laughs> you know, what I will also say to Lauren is, you know, sometimes we put pressure on ourselves because we see someone else doing that and because they speak and then they write and then they do all of this. No, what, what is it that is comfortable and in, in alignment with who you are? If right. you're not the person that, that wants to be a motivational speaker, you, you don't need to do that. I have a yeah. best friend who she's very knowledgeable about um, HR, everything about human resources. She does not like being out in the front at all. Yeah. No desire. And so when it comes to taking classes and she's not going to do all that. And I appreciate that about her because that's just not my thing. It doesn't move me. And I don't care what everybody else is doing. I'm going to yeah. stay in my lane and working. So that's the other piece I would, of advice I would give to folks. Whatever your lane of influence is, stay in that where you can show up and be your absolute best and, and share your gifts and talents. Forget what everybody else is doing. What right. is it? you want to do and where you can be your absolute best because when you show you show up best when you show up as yourself like yeah. no i i love that all right so I have, I have one final question for you and i don't know if we've ever asked this human question before but i i just got inspired so what kind of music are you listening to right now 
oh gosh, I love all types of music, but ironically, so I put together this playlist. Yeah. With my podcast, I have a, a Spotify playlist only available on Spotify for Spotify premium listeners. Yeah. I love Moonchild. Okay. And so I, some of you probably have already heard about Moonchild. I'm late to the party. So I discovered them, I think in 2019, my cousin told me about them and I absolutely love their music. Okay. I love that. Well, well, Tamala, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I knew it was going to be a good one. Of course it was, but no, you've been, you've been lovely. And thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate being here. This has been fun. And uh, so I'm looking forward to, to seeing what else happens with the podcast and awesome. here's all the podcasters out there and the folks that communicate and create and <laughs> all of those different creative fields. That's right. That's right. We got we got to show them some love. We 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 love y'all and we know that what you do is hard. We respect it. Uh you know who else we respect? We also respect full scale. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, you know, we love full scale. Uh, you know, they can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and they make all of this as in startup hustle possible and we're very very grateful to them that is that's it folks thank you so much for taking the time to join us and and listen uh to this very profound and authentic amazing leader um but yeah thank you so much for taking the time we really appreciate you and we will catch you next time thank you i'm happy to be here Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. <laughs>